I will uh, uh, I will continue with the discussion, uh, really looking at the subject matter of how have we been, you know, how have we been coping uh, during uh, uh, COVID. But I would first uh, like to mention just a. <clears throat> Uh, uh, just, I would like to just talk about before COVID, uh, before I talk about uh, during uh, uh, COVID, and then also talk about some of the uh, coping uh, or strategies or, or how, you know, what we've been doing to cope. So next uh, slide. Oh, oh, sorry, next, uh, if you can <laughs> click. Yeah, I, I was thinking about uh, what, uh, how, how, what, what can I say really about our experiences uh, or my experience as a, as a Christian, you know, doing this business. I think I can sum it up in just this, uh, you know, on, in, uh, with uh, Psalm 121. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know whether we can, we can read it, but I'm sure all of us know what Psalm 121 says. I look unto the hills, you know, where does my help come from? You know, my, my help, you know, comes from the Lord, uh, you know, the maker of heaven and earth. Uh, indeed, I think we can testify, you know, as an organization and in my own personal capacity that the Lord has been uh, my guide. The Lord has been our help. Um, uh, the Lord has been our, our strength and the uh, it's um, it's gratifying, I think, to know as a as a Christian that I can lean on the Lord, uh, that I can depend on the Lord as I face, you know, the different uh, challenges and different situations, uh, you know, as we uh, do our business. Uh, the business environment that we 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 are in is 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 not different, you know, for a Christian. And, uh, uh, and, and also different for a non-Christian. It's the same environment that we face, same, you know, situation, same uh, game, so to say, that we have to play. But we realize that we have got different value systems. As a Christian, I am not going to um, do business, you know, the way others are doing business. And sometimes I have, you know, I have bent my fingers. We have bent our fingers. Uh, because, uh, yeah, we have bent our fingers because we have not been able to uh, to do maybe go in a, in a in a certain direction that uh, you know our, our friends are. Um, I can cite uh, you know uh, uh, an example uh, in the in the organization actually where you know uh, uh, someone you know wanted the in shekelako kind of kind of thing. And I said, no, I am not going to do uh, such a thing. And this person uh, or these people were part of the, uh, uh, they, were, they were part of the team that was actually giving, you know, grants to us as an organization. I ended up at uh, Anti-Corruption Commission and, uh, uh, and uh, I suffered, you know, I don't know what I, whether I can call it persecution and, and being, you know, cut off from that, uh, uh, you know, from that funding, not because we had done something uh, wrong, but we, we, we had done something right and we lost out. 
So those are some of the experiences that, you know, one goes through uh, because you are a believer and you want to, uh, to live your life, you know, following the value system, you know, of being a Christian. But the Lord, you know, has, is, is faithful. Uh, there, there are those uh, downs, but there are also the ups. Uh, the, 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 the Lord is faithful. I, I, I guess in some of these experiences, the Lord teaches us to, um, you know, one of the things I guess I've learned is to depend on the Lord, to have faith in God. And uh, uh, sometimes, you know, I have said to the Lord, I mean, this is your call. Uh, you just have to help me. And uh, I think it's, it, it's, it's, it's great, you know, as a Christian to be able to rest, you know, in, in Christ and know that the Lord, you know, will help me. The Lord will guide me. The Lord will lead me rather than having the load of having to think about how, you know, the business is going uh, um, and how, you know, uh, how to, to, to then carrying that load on top of you. Uh, where you have to think of who am I going to, you know, whom I should I be following or why, who should I, you know, uh, 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 how should I approach that person and the whole Lord being on you and you are able to offload it, you know, on the Lord and say, Lord, help us. So that has been, I think, very, very helpful for me. And, um, you know, as I've mentioned, you know, we, the, uh, uh, I have realized that the, 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 the lion's den that uh, uh, Daniel was in, you know, those dens are still here. Those fires that uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego went through, they are still here with us, but in a different form, you know, in a different form. And the Lord still delivers us. The Lord, you know, we have been able to experience um, uh, deliverance, you know, from the Lord, if, if from, the, from the fires and, and from the lions uh, uh, and so on. And that, you know, gives you the courage or, or the impetus, you know, to, to carry on. And definitely also the hand of uh, provision. I can be, uh, I think I can testify, you know, that from the, from inception of this organization, uh, and as we have gone through, I can be, uh, I can identify, or I can be able to say the the hand of the Lord, you know, has 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 been with us. The provisions of the Lord have been with us. God has opened doors. God has provided. God has brought, you know, in our way, believers, you know, believers or non-believers, you know, people who have been able to. To, to help us, you know, to, uh, to get along, um, uh, not because, you know, we are, uh, we, 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 we are so clever or we are doing, you know, uh, and so on in the way we do things, but certainly looking at, uh, you know, our, uh, our journey and being able to say, this is the Lord who has been our provider. Next slide. Next slide, please. So what have been some of our challenges before COVID-19? Uh, uh, 
of course, the, the, the biggest challenge, I, I, I guess we can say, although some people say money is not a, is not, is not a problem, but uh, 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 money has been uh, an issue. And yesterday when Mr. Kanyanga was talking, I was like, wow, I wish I'd, uh, you know, I wish I'd known about some of these things. It was a great uh, discussion yesterday. Uh, so many things, you know, that I was able to learn as an as a, as a, as a small, you know, business. Uh, working capital, um, it really takes uh, a lot. I mean, it takes money to 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 run a business. Uh, just starting from, you know, you need office space. You need to pay people, you need to buy your raw materials, you need all these things. And it's, 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 it's quite a, a lot of money uh, that you, it's quite, you know, you need money yeah, to, to, to run a, a business. And when you put it out there on paper, you put your business plan and so on, uh, you realize you are short, you know, you, you, you cannot be able to, to probably meet some of the... Uh, uh, amount of money th that you need to run. So what do you do? So we have been, uh, <clears throat> I think I will, I will later talk, to, uh, to talk about that uh, in my presentation, in the presentation about some of the, uh, under the, 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 the coping strategies, really looking at different ways of how uh, you can be able to raise money uh, to, to run uh, your business. And <clears throat> The next one is rented, you know, factory space. We, we, as I mentioned, we wanted to look at uh, products or crops that our small, uh, that our small, fa smallholder farmers, uh, poor, poor women are growing. You know, cassava is is a traditional crop. Uh, it's, it's a low input crop, and you know, pretty much anybody can grow it. And those are the things that we wanted to look at. How can we link our smallholder farmers, our, our women who are in the savings groups, who are saving money, who are, who are traders, you know, so that we can improve uh, this value, value chain, get these crops, uh, uh, um, uh, get, the, uh, get these products, process them in such a way that they can be able to, be, to, you know, to, to find a place in an upmarket store where we can place them you know, against uh, uh, Bokomo oats, or you know, from South Africa, and so on. And ours, our, uh, any shopper will be compelled, you know, to buy them. So you need uh, 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 you need infrastructure yeah, that can be able to help you do that. And we have had a, you know, it it has quite been quite an experience renting you know, a factory space. Um, some of the experiences we have gone through, you know, I remember we, we, we wanted to start small and say, here's a small room. This is where we are going to set up our machinery. And, um, and uh, uh, one of the uh, funding that we got, we, we, got we, we got a matching grant from a, a, a funding organization who looked at what we're doing and said, no, you have to move away from here. You can't do, you know, you can't set up a factory here. Look, look at, find a bigger space. And we found this bigger space, set up, put up our three-phase, you know, uh, electricity and so on. Six months later, the uh, the landlord came and said she was selling the property to a Chinese who offered them, you know, to, uh, to, to someone who offered them, you know, so much money and say, if you want to stay here, bring, you know, put this money on the table. 
So we had to start moving. And, and we again, uh, you know, found ourselves in another place where uh, just barely a few months of being there, there was uh, apparently a wrangle in the family about who owned the property and, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 it became messy and so on. And, the, and, and this person who said he owned the property just came to us and said, you are paying this as rent and it's not negotiable. So uh, not having our own factory uh, space has been unstable. It has been expensive. You are at the mercy of the landlord who just wakes up and think, you know, they can increase their rentals anytime they want. At the same time, that's when your business is just picking up. You know, your, your, your sales are, are just picking up and so on. So to, to just balance those two, it's, it, it's quite a, a challenge. And then, of course, in addition, the high cost of statutory setup, you know, uh, I mean, if you are going to put up your product, like we, are, we, we were saying to ourselves, we have been finding our cassava at, at the Soweto market or at Sokone market in Kitwe, and it's sold in the, you know, the small teens. Uh, it's, it's, it's in, you know, sometimes in, in hygienic conditions. And we want to, to put this product, I mean, we love eating cassava. We love eating millet. You know, it's, it's, it's great for our health and so on. But you, it's, sometimes it's like you have to think twice, you know, to, to go to the place where you're going to get this product. And so to be able to, to uh, come to the position where, you know, you can see this picture, I'm sure it's great. So uh, the cost, I need to sharpen. My mommy wants the phone cost, that visible. Uh, so we can mute. Uh, the cost of printing, you know, the cost of just doing your packaging. Uh, I remember, you know, the uh, 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 when we went with Miss uh, to to Shoprite, you know, with our packaging and say, ah, uh, this is, you know, this is poor quality and so on. We had to pay just for packaging, you know, over twenty thousand kwacha, you know, just to get to the right packaging. Uh, that you know these uh, uh, you know ch ch chain stores are looking for, and you are a small business and you are just starting up. Then there are other things that you you need to take into consideration. You have to test your product. They, you know, are you tested with zabs? You know, are you uh, do you have you know things like fire extinguishers? And I tell myself, my God, I mean, I don't expect a fire to come here, but I have to have all those things. You know, the the, the fire extinguisher certificate, the certificates for the uh, factory workers. You know, working there, are they healthy? You know, all these costs, and even uh, the, the the business itself, the milling uh, um, industry itself. You you need to have. Uh, support, you, you know, the, 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 the technical know-how of how do you operate, you know, as a, a milling uh, a business. All these things cost, uh, cost money and they are, you know, challenging, you know, for a small business. Uh, I've mentioned the aspect of the market breakthrough, you know, it's slow. Uh, it's, I mean, to hit these big markets, it's, it's terribly, terribly uh, uh, you know, 
slow. You will, you, you will, uh, you make your your breakthrough in the smaller, you know, shops like the convenience stores at filling stations and you know uh, things like that. But they are uptake. You know, the, the, they are. Uh, it's very small. Yeah. So you you when you are manufacturing, you know, you have got all these high costs. You want to hit the big markets. And it's um, it's painfully slow. It's 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 challenging. They they, they are. I, I mean, I remember. I'm not going to mention names, but we 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 went to see one of these big uh, chain stores. We uh, we 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 told them we are actually you know already supplying Shoprite, and every they loved our idea. They loved you know uh, everything we had to offer. Are you sure this is a community-based organization behind this, and this is what you are trying to do? They like the idea that we are supporting the community, and uh, you know, and, uh, and and things like that. Now, just when we were just about to hit gold, so to say. And and we just get a phone call, you know. Oh, sorry. I mean, uh, uh, the new manager is not interested in your product. I mean, th- there's already so many other, you know, uh, brands of, of of cassava in the shop. And you, it's not that you do not enter that shop. I mean, you do go in that shop, but you know, they are not. Many. So what is going on here? You know. So those are some of the challenges that you face, and just ensuring that you have got the right quality of the product. It really has to start right from where the product is coming from. Uh, with, uh, with, with, with PLEP, the way we have organized our business is to have an, uh, an off-taker. So an off-taker who, who uh, collects, uh, um, uh, an off-taker who collects uh, all these products from a, uh, from uh, from the small farmers, uh, so that we don't have to deal with every you know small farmer. But there's an off taker who is doing that, who's making sure that the the uh, the product that is coming to them is of the quality uh, you know uh, uh, that w- that that we want. And I'm so grateful to God again, talking about you know mentioning that we have a, a Christian brother, you know, who's who who is our major off taker uh, uh, right now, and actually echoing the words of what uh, uh, SC uh, our brother uh, uh, Uncle Mumbaka Pumpa mentioned yesterday that it's good, you know, as Christians, you know, to do business uh, together, and this has been a great business uh, relationship. Uh, because he makes sure, you know, that the quality of product that we are getting, and when we complain, we are able to discuss, and you know, we are able to, you, you know, to to see how we deal with some of the losses that may incur because of a poor uh, quality product that has been sent to us, and uh, <clears throat> uh, 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 and and so it, it, it even in the payments, you know. Uh, in the payments of uh, of 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 the of, of the uh, on the payments that we we have to 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 pay uh, uh, this company for you know for, for for the product, so we do agree on a um, on a, a on a slow pay you know kind of uh, uh, basis because he knows you know that uh, uh, we are not going to get our money boom you know at the at the same time 
So this has been, you know, uh, great, you know, working with, you know, a Christian uh, off-taker and the way we have just uh, organized our business. And also we do have a, a transporter who actually picks the product, you know, the, the finished product from, uh, uh, from our workshop or from our factory and transported to wherever, uh, you know, ShopRite wants the product to be. So it's been, a, it, it, it's, 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 it's been a, a smooth, you know, uh, organization in, in, in that regard. So next slide. Yeah, so what have been our challenges, uh, you know, during COVID? You know, just as, uh, uh, I mean, I, I just mentioned that it's been a smooth, you know, uh, organization the way, I think um, we have worked hard to, to make sure that our, uh, our, 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 our chain, you know, is, is properly organized. And just as when we had done that, and Shoprite, you know, we did, we we made our first um, delivery. I think was it October or September last year. Uh, we we were given nine shops, and we have been building up. You know, I mentioned fifteen shops. We are now at fifteen shops. We've been building up at a rate which we think, wow, this is good. COVID struck, and you know, we our sales reduced, and 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 all these issues about then, you know, because we. Your working capital, you know, dep depends very much on your sales. You know, you are, uh, you are selling, money is, is coming in. And when money is not coming in, then, you know, it's, 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 it's a problem. And then we couldn't also, uh, you know, we move around the way we would have wanted to go around searching for, for, for more markets uh, uh, and so on. And then also, you know, during this COVID period, we, we, we realized we have to develop new skills. We have to develop, you know, new ways of, of doing, doing things. And as the, this social media boom, I mean, I, I was not particularly born before computers, but I am somewhere there. And uh, some of these things, you know, are daunting. And, you know, how do you move very fast and, and reach? Uh, we have to... to to start thinking, you know, uh, outside the box, uh, so that we can get our our businesses, you know, uh, uh, we uh, so that our businesses be, can be afloat. Next slide. Next slide. Yeah, so what are some of the things that we, you know, we have been doing? Uh, we, uh, one of the things that we did was to try and explore other, you know, income streams. Uh, in the picture there, you can see a vegetable garden. So this is what we started and thought, look, if we are going to um, survive, we better think about other ways in which, we, you know, we can, we can make money and other ways in which we can be able to reach the communities, you know, that we want to reach, uh, where we can continue to achieve our underlying goals that, that we want is to support our poor communities. So with this vegetable garden, at least now we have, you know, women who come here, uh, uh, as you may know, with COVID, one of the, 
the, the employment sector, one employment sector that has been, you know, very much affected uh, that we know from the kids that come to our school, because most of their parents are either maybe they work as garden boys, they work as maids in people's homes, and people are just saying, no, I don't want you in my home. You know, I don't want you to bring COVID. So we, we uh, I mean, I did that myself personally during, you know, March. I said, well, no, I don't think you should be coming, you know, for work, uh, uh, you know, and so on. Maybe let's slow down because you are scared that, you know, somehow, you know, uh, we, we can get the infection and so on. So a lot of people have been affected who are working for other people. And we thought if we did this, then uh, people can have the you know, their own, uh, uh, their, their own enterprise, their own small business are able to buy uh, the vegetables and sell at the local markets. Uh, and then we are also uh, exploring now as to where can we sell, you know, our, our veggies. And uh, I'm glad to mention that right now, at least we have broken through um, uh, food lovers in Kitwe. So they, 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 they are, they are, um, uh, they are, uh, uh, they, they, uh, we are supplying, you know, to, to, to them and do we hope now it has opened us, it, it has opened us actually to another, you know, business avenue that can also possibly, you know, grow. Um, another thing I think, you know, we have done is to delay returns, delay, you know, your gratification. Uh, I, I mean, I have never I, I, I must mention that I've never been received a salary from this business because it's not really at the stage now where it, it, it can pay me, it can, you know, and so on. So they, we are now just focusing on who are, the main, who are the key people in the factory that needs, you know, to get paid. So we have kept our costs, you know, low. We have tried to, be, to keep our costs as low as possible. Those of us who can be able to uh, sacrifice, you know, for a while, uh, we have told ourselves we'll sacrifice and see how, you know, this business is, is, is going to pan out. Um, we have also, you know, tried to look at low-cost investment uh, uh, and low-cost investment, you know, meaning grants. Uh, they, they are what are called angel investors, you know, maybe friends and so on who are, who are ready to invest, you know, not uh, who are ready to invest in the business and their conditions are not cutthroat, you know, so to say. We have also received grants. We are, uh, I mean, coming from an NGO, you know, background, you know, our job is to, you know, for my job is to really look out for grants all the time. And we, uh, uh, in fact, to, to be able to set up in the first place, uh, we, 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 to, to buy the, the, the major, you know, uh, components of our factory, the, the grinding meal and so on. We got funding from, uh, from a, a project that was called SAP under the Ministry of uh, Agriculture. And, uh, <clears throat> and we were able to, 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 to set up uh, the business and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, we were able to buy the grinding meal and, 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 and set up and continue uh, moving, and then also try to get some things for 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 free if if you can. Uh, or, or, I mean, yesterday again, uh, our brother 
Uncle Kapumpa talked about Uncle Gugu, you know, Gugu here and, and, and there and get, you know, some uh, uh, free advice, free information, uh, you know, looking out for linkages. I mean, Lusaka, I mean, people who are in, in, in Lusaka, there's just so, so much, you know, that is going on uh, there uh, in, in terms of uh, uh, incubation, you know, as a business, uh, linkages right now, actually, as, 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 as PLEP, we are, we are members of, of, of WIAC, uh, an organization that helps to incubate small business, you know, women, to grow them, to link them, uh, to, uh, to, 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 to link them to, uh, uh, to, to link them to, to, to link them to, to investment uh, opportunities. Uh, I was in Lusaka actually in August, you know, making a business pitch. I mean, through, you know, such kind of uh, uh, linkages and, and, and connections. Um, then also try to renegotiate with service providers. This is one thing we, we have done. Uh, I, I can remember particularly for our internet service provider, we just said, you know what, we cannot manage this bill. Uh, the and you know it's quoted in dollar and the the exchange rate is just skyrocketing and we the, the, the income we just cannot and we were able to you know to to negotiate with our service provider and now we are you know we we we, we, we negotiated at least terms that we can be able to you know sustain uh, uh, the the services that they they are, they are giving us next slide. Yeah, uh, another way, you know, rather than lay off people, sometimes maybe, you know, uh, realign staff. Uh, look at uh, uh, one of the business trainings that we have been going through is uh, really looking at people's, uh, uh, I've been doing this team building, you know, kind of uh, uh, things in the, in the, in the organization as, and discovering, you know, people's skills, you, you, you'll be surprised at what, uh, at how you may be underutilizing certain people where they can be able to very well in a certain, you know, in, in a certain way. That, like the guy who is now our, uh, the, the guy who's now managing the garden, I mean, he's just so passionate and he's, he's just a go guy. Is just there everywhere, and yet he was doing something completely different, you know, in the in the organization. Then also making use of students, interns, making use of children. You know, if uh, Mr. Bota, your your son, uh, you know, graduates, he finishes grade twelve, uh, and then he can he can get you know uh, skills. He can learn skills. He can, he can get experience by sending him to work for PLEP while you are paying him, because you can afford to pay him, I can't. <laughs> so you are, you know, you are, you are helping out, you are, you are helping an organization, not only PLEP, any other, you know, organization uh, where uh, our children or students or interns want to gain certain skills, uh, we can make uh, uh, use of them. There are several families, Christian families, that have brought in their children, you know, to work in, in, in our organization 
Well, they are paying their children because they want them, you know, to, 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 to have, you know, uh, 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 an experience that they need, you know, for their career development. So those are some of the things that you could also, I mean, we have done. Then a Christian Brotherhood. Uh, I mean, yesterday, again, you know, uh, Mr. Kanyanga, uh, uh, Mr. Kapumpa, you know, talked about this thing of, you know, uh, I mean, getting together, uh, working together as Christians. Uh, this, we, we have really made use of um, a Christian, uh, you know, uh, re relationships really. In the, in the growth of our business, in the growth of this organization. Uh, for instance, the, we, we, there's a brother who is running a, a thriving, you know, a milling business uh, who has provided his services to us pro bono, you know, and he, he's, he wants to help us, you know, to, to, to be able to get on our feet. And he's been able to, to provide these services uh, uh, pro bono. There, there is... Um, we have been connected, you know, to to to, to certain uh, uh, people because they are Christians and are able to do certain things for us. I remember when we were designing our 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 packaging uh, for for the cassava meal. I had to, uh, I mean, I used a a daughter of a friend who is a, a, a design. I mean, she she's doing art and design and you know whatever uh, for her degree and she was able to provide this service to us you know uh, pro bono so um uh, i think uh, i mean i can say the, the the growth of of our organization has really hinged very much you know uh, i must say on support from uh, from brethren from christian brethren who have helped us along the way, you know, in, 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 in different ways. Next slide. Yeah, I think uh, this is what I had to share, I think for, for, uh, for now. Uh, thank you so much for, for your attention. And I think I'll hand over to Cheswa. So if, um, Maybe you, you can just go back to the previous slide. Yeah, maybe if I can just do a little bit of marketing. If you're interested in buying our cassava meal and our millet meal, just contact us at PLEP and we'll be happy to deliver. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Mrs. Kambole, for that uh, wonderful presentation. The clarity, genuineness, and uh, just uh, the depth of the information you shared personally made me uh, very excited. And I'm, I'm sure this is an emotion that everybody watching or who was listening is experiencing. Uh, so I, before I hijack the session and make it about me uh, by asking questions personally, I will run to the chat box quickly to look at the questions that have been submitted. And so um, most of the questions are similar in nature and so I will sort of combine certain questions and, uh, and, and take away uh, certain things that might be re uh, repetitive. So the first one is, we'll go to the, to the basics. I think this is the very first, the first question I'll ask even before I sort of 
ask Mr. Botter to come in at certain parts and, and, and sort of give his contribution. But this is directed to you, and uh, it's to do with uh, your organization. So many people are wondering the structure behind your registration. A lot of talk goes around about what a social enterprise is, uh, what it does, what it looks like, but very few people know how to go about registering one should they, should they want to, to, to join you in that line of work. So how are you registered as an organization? So as an organization, we are registered as a company limited by guarantee under PACRA. So uh, a, a company limited by guarantee is a company that has board of directors who are, who are not uh, profit uh, taking, they are not dividend you know, earning directors. They are trustees you know, who are guaranteeing you know, the, uh, the, the existence of the organization. So that is how we are, uh, we are registered. And our social enterprise uh, is done under that umbrella. Yeah, knowing that when we, uh, when we make profits, we, we are not sharing. We, directors of the company are not going to share those profits, but they will be plowed back into the operations of the organization. Yeah. Thank you very much for, for that. So uh, still building up on that very conversation, uh, you, you, you spoke a lot about working capital and uh, how it, it plays a, a very, the cardinal role it plays in, in, in the smooth running of your business. And you, and you say that working capital depends very much on yourselves. So, uh, we'll take a, a quick shift to the financial aspect of your of your business. So a lot of questions are coming in regarding how your your financial structure is run, uh, how 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 your financial reporting is done, and uh, how all that the financial processes and auditing is equally carried out. So what system do you have in place to handle the finances that you 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 both receive and as well as uh, expect? So as I as I mentioned uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, or, or, or rather as you saw from the video, uh, PLEP is a is an organization that is doing various things. So the social enterprise, the Sanchako, is just one activity I can call it that PLEP is doing. And then we have got all these other you know all, all, all these other projects if I if I if I may call it that way. So we have all these other projects that that we're doing. So we receive funding. We, we we receive different kinds of funding for the work that we do, uh, uh, from from individuals, from uh, uh, from donor organizations, uh, and so on. And we have got a a a, a, a system. We, we've got a finance system in place where we 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 um, we have uh, uh, these funds as they come in the the. They, they, they are categorized, you know, uh, accordingly. Uh, when when donors give you money, they will say what the you know the, there's what is called restricted and unrestricted funding mostly, and the restricted funding the donors will tell you what they want that money to be used for, and then you use that money accordingly. And then the unrestricted funding, the donors will say you know sometimes will say you know what, I'm giving you this money. And mostly from you know individuals or something like that. Again, 
you know, from, uh, it could be from you as an individual, you know, you'll say, you know what, Plep, I love what you do. Uh, every month I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give 1,000 or whatever to, to, to your work and do whatever you, you want to do with, uh, with, with, with those funds. So we, 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 and then we as an organization will use the, those funds according to what we see fit. We do have an auditor. We have a, a, a we, we have we do audit our accounts uh, every year. Um, we 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 audit our accounts. We've got a past tail now. We we recently you know uh, uh, put in our past tail you know accounting system that you know we use for our uh, uh, for, 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 for our our financial you know. Uh, records and things like that. We also have, uh, you know, financial procedures that we have put in place through, a, um, uh, through you know, manuals and, 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 and we are guided also by a board. So there is a board actually that find, you know, that finally guides, you know, the organization in, in our policies and in the way, you know, that, 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 that we work. Yeah. We cannot be able to get some of the funding that we do if we, for instance, do not have audited accounts by a reputable registered you know, auditing firm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for that run through of your financial systems and procedures. Uh, before I go into the next line of questioning, uh, I, I, I will take this opportunity to uh, introduce uh, one of our panelists this 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 morning who's, who's joining us today. And the reason being is throughout Mrs. Campbell's presentation, we noticed uh, uh, the honorable mention of one company uh, that currently operates here in Zambia, and that is ShopRite. Uh, it is no doubt that they have uh, played a, a very important role in uh, uh, providing support to you as an organization. And it's, it, it is just uh, I think we are privileged to have uh, a, a representative from the company today here with us to sort of also contribute to the conversation that we, we are having. So a quick, uh, a short biography of Mr. Mr. Charles Botter. Uh, he is a general manager at ShopRite Zambia, the biggest chain store in Zambia with multiple branches, branches across Southern Africa. ShopRite's success story is well known to every Zambian. In an interview with the Daily Newspaper, Mr. Boda said ShopRite is a company with their heart and not just here to make money and go to sleep. And the company is bent on giving back to the community in every way they can. This is why ShopRite is arguably the biggest chain store in Africa. Mr. Charles Potter is a mentor to many, a musician, a father, a husband, a church, a church elder, among many other roles he plays both in his work and community. We are certainly honored to have him part of our conversation this morning. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. So uh, back to the line of questioning, as, as I said. So a question that came in, in, in the group uh, coming from uh, uh, Mrs. Celestina, oh, Celestina Luatula. It's, uh, it reads, is your business partnership with ShopRite a continuous arrangement or was it a once-off? So that's directed to Mrs. Campbell, the person. Um, uh, it's, uh, well, 
Mr. Bota is here. <laughs> he should. Well, we, we, we don't want a one-off uh, relationship with, uh, with, with, with ShopRite. We want this, you know, uh, relationship to, to go on and we want our business to grow. I mean, when you start a business, it's about growth. You know, it's about growth. And how can, as a small business, grow? It's, uh, it's avenues like ShopRite, you know, where you are able to, you know, supply your products. It's uh, uh, ShopRite has got now over 30 stores. I remember somebody talked about Zambif yesterday. I think it was Mr. Mr. Kanyanga. And uh, Zambif, I think, has grown, you know, because of shop uh, outlets like ShopRite, where they're able to, you know, uh, 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 sell their products. So that's our dream, really, that we, you know, we will continue supplying shops like ShopRite. And we will do our best, really. We will do our best to also, you know, make sure that we, 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 we reach or we, uh, we abide or we are able to meet, you know, the standards that ShopRite wants uh, with regard, you know, to quality of products, quantity. Uh, uh, Mr. Botta is not a very easy man to deal with when you're coming, <laughs> when you're talking about such things. I mean, we have, it's been a long ride, as I mentioned, so many years of having to deal with this issue, deal with this issue. Um, and finally, you know, we are just, you know, taking the baby steps and we hope that we can grow with ShopRite. Maybe if I could help and jump in there. Um, Mrs. Kambole spoke about the genesis of, you know, making their products and this cassava packaging, cassava product. And she said that what happened is that we, uh, ShopRite, 90th, uh, the 90th birthday of President Kaunda decided to do something of what South Africa does for Nelson Mandela. So Nelson Mandela, you have the, um, I think it's a Nelson Mandela Day. It's actually a public holiday and it's uh, observed to work worldwide where you do 67 minutes of work uh, because it talks about the cell in which he was 67, I think. So you do 67 minutes of work in commemoration of that in the community. So we thought we would do 90 minutes of work because it was 90 years uh, of Kenneth Kaunda, 90 years of Kenneth Kaunda turned 90 at that time. I think that was 2014, if I'm not mistaken. And we chose a community project that was in Kitwe. In her case, it was her, her community school in Kitwe. We did it around the country, but in her case, it was one in Kitwe. Then we thought we shouldn't leave. We should try and help because they had volunteer teachers. So we gave, like she said, um, groceries for 10 of our teachers for free for the balance of the year, for one year. When the year ended, she said, now, you know, what are they going to do? Because now they won't have the groceries that they used to. So like she said, she proposed that she then supplies ShopRite so they could carry on with her business uh, or her teachers or her school. And we began discussing what could they then supply and do. And they came up with their Sanchago product. They went and brainstormed. We gave them the conditions. They went and brainstormed. They came back and forth, and it took, as she says, quite a while. And they were finally registered, I think it was in 2019. But the idea was, so to answer the question of Lord Tula, the idea was a continuous thing so that they are not, let's call it begging. So we are not donating to them forever. But 
they then churn out money for themselves to support their projects, their teachers, their children, their school, their community, their outgrower schemes for the women who then grow this cassava to give to Pleb, to give to ShopRite and everybody else so that they are self-sustaining themselves. So yes, it's a continuous project. It's not intended to end at just cassava. So they are thinking, I'm sure she can talk about that if she wants to. They are thinking about rice. They are thinking about mini meal. They are thinking about popcorn. They are thinking about groundnuts. They are thinking about cashew nuts, which we had a discussion about. They're thinking about adding on a bit more to the range so that it's a self-sustaining project, uh, project that employs people, that gives food uh, to the orphans, that allows their volunteer teachers to therefore carry on what it is that they are doing. And hopefully eventually allows to pay even their directors who are now almost pro bono in terms of what they do. So it's a continuous project. It's not meant to be a, a one stop. As she said, it started with a few stores, it went to nine stores, and then they, they balanced out, and then there are now 15 stores. And uh, Priska, Mrs. Kambola, has been pushing me to put them in more stores because we have 39 stores, and she's thinking she can go across the country, and therefore, grow, and we are looking at that. So, yes, it's not a one stop, it's meant to be a continuous thing. It is actually meant to grow the range as well as the number of stores. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, so building up on that and also uh, something that uh, Mrs. Kambole mentioned, uh, well, Chopard is, 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 is a huge player in, in, in the market, not only in Zambia, but in Southern Africa, and everybody wants a seat at the table, so to say. And so we, we, we observed from her presentation, and as you've also repeated, that it, it wasn't an easy process. There was a lot of back and forth. And uh, she did mention that at some point when she came to your company, she was told that she has to provide the right quantities of the right quality. Uh, so, uh, Amy, could you could you just comment a little bit further on, on that point? Because the general misconception in Zambia, I, I assume, among small businesses, is we just need to provide the right quantity to shop. Right? It's big, so we should make sure uh, whatever we're supplying should be of huge quantity. But then we see there's a quality aspect to it. So what are sort of the, the main, even other people asking the group, how do you balance that? What, what, what are the requirements of the quality versus quantity? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we had, I think with the presidential directive to buy more local, although we were already buying a lot local, but there was a directive to buy more, much more than all of us as chain stores and anyone else was doing. We had an influx of people. I mean, I had people in Chipata, Mongo, Sowais, wherever, coming to our doorstep and saying there was a directive. I brought my heads of cabbage, can you now take them? Now there is a, I think, you know, there should be an understanding there. We, ShopRite is big, but ShopRite is not very, as big as people think that we are. So we can't take everybody. If I give you the statistics for the fruit and veg sector, for example, you might be surprised to know. ShopRite, you can pay um, Woolworths, Food Lovers, uh, Choppies, which is the Botswana chain, Spa, now they've got two, three stores and all that, Food Lovers. The entire chain stores make up just about 10%, only 10% of the entire fruit and veg market for Zambia, only 10%. 90% uh, is actually the market. Soweto market, uh, Masala market in Indola, and all the markets across the country is 90% of the fruit and vegetables market. So I mean, if you're looking for a place to supply, ideally speaking, you should be looking at 
going to the 90% because there's a lot more opportunity there than there is for ShopRite. If you look at cabbages, for instance, we do an average of 6,000 heads of cabbage a week, six to 8,000 heads of cabbage a week. That's just ShopRite a lot. That's not many cabbages. Maybe for you, if you are one, yeah, that's many cabbages. But it's not many. It's just 6,000 heads of cabbage a week. We can't take 12,000 because there is no shelf space. We do 50 tons of chicken a week. That's not a lot. For you, maybe alone it's a lot, but 50 tons is not a lot for the entire Zambian market. We don't do 60 tons because we don't have the space. So when you come, have that in mind that we cannot take more cabbage than we already do. We cannot take more chicken than we already do. We cannot take more fish. Fish, we do about 10 tons of fish a week. We cannot take more than we do because that's the space that we have. So that's the first thing that you come in mind thinking, okay, I can probably get in, I might not be able to get in. When Priska and her team came in, there was not much cassava that we were doing. In fact, we were not doing cassava at that time, which was one of the reasons I gave them the example of cassava. Think about cassava because you can't get in because there is space. And they did, they were one of the first that came in with cassava. We now have, I think, five companies doing cassava. Okay, so first of all, think about that, that there might not be space. But if there is, what are the things that we require? Is your question. There's quite a few of them. I saw in the chat box, one of them saying, um, if you get in and you start, they hear that if you don't supply, you are then given penalties. And I'll answer that maybe at the end of this, what I'm saying now. But the main things that we require, and I suppose that why people don't want to go to the 90% of the market, because it's very difficult to get into the market. It's not organized. It's very difficult. You've got cartels there. You have to pay somebody to get in and so on. There's no tax arrangements. There are no tills or no invoice. So it's very difficult there. Whereas for us, it's a very straightforward arrangement. Once you're in, it's extremely straightforward. Payment is straightforward and it's also guaranteed in that sense. Okay. But nonetheless, what, what do we require? Branding, first of all, your branding must be great. If you saw Priska's presentation, there was Sanchak. I mean, it's fantastic. It's very nice. When they first came, it was, sorry to say Priska, but it was laughable and she agrees it was laughable. So when they first presented it, I mean, the team told them to be serious and go back. Go and do your branding. And that's how she went. And uh, as, as she revealed now, she went to a designer person who was a professional, almost a professional. And that's how they came back. And when they came, it was fantastic. It was really good. If you saw it, it's really, really great. Packaging. When they first came, there were issues with the packaging. It was poor, it was weak, it was easily torn and so on. So they had a discussion with the buying team. And now they came up with the packaging that you see there, which is almost international standard packaging. She talked about ZABs, which is a Zambia Bureau of Standards. We require hygiene standards, world-class hygiene standards, because if a customer comes and buys the product and it's not great, they will sue us, they will sue the supplier and we'll be in trouble, but our name will be down the drain. So we require hygiene standards. How do we get to that? Zambia Bureau of Standards does that for you. You go there, they test your product, they see, then they say, yes, this is um, um, regional quality standard, and then they pass it, you get a certificate, and you're good to go. They also provide traceability. So if there's an issue with your product, we know where it came from, we know which farm it was grown on, we know what quantities or rather conditions it was grown on, so it's very easy to trace there, okay? Then we also need what somebody spoke about there, which is volumes. I've given you the volumes that are there. Yesterday, Jack and Yanga, brother Jack and uh, brother Mumakapumpa spoke about this matter of aggregation. I said 50,000 uh, tons of, uh, 50 tons of chicken rather. You can't do it yourself. I mean, the Zambis and them also don't have the capacity to provide that entire 50, 50 tons alone. So there's a lot of aggregation there for. 
So you've got maybe uh, not even two tons, perhaps you, perhaps you have 20 kilograms. Cheswa. Priska has uh, 40 kilograms. This other. So you come together, and together you come, and then you can do the volumes that we're speaking about because you aggregate. What Priska and her team are doing is actually aggregating because they have women outgrower schemes who are growing for them, who bring to them, and then they mill, and then they come and supply to us. They're not growing it themselves. She spoke about workers who are going from sales. So they're already doing aggregation there. So yes, we need volumes. You can't come to us and say, I just want to supply Manda Hill. Okay, now you can, because of the directive from the president, we've altered our things a bit. So we do accept in a sense, if you come to Manda Hill and you have Manda Hill's volumes, you might be able to do that. But ordinarily we don't. You come to us, minimum six to seven to nine stores, then you can take it. Hopefully, or rather, rather preferably, we want to do the whole 38 stores across the country. So volumes is an issue. Um, so logistics is another, we don't have our own trucks. We do have our own, own trucks for fruit and vegetables, but for the balance of the things, you must take the product to Mongo. You must take the product to Kasama. You must take the product to, to, to Chipata. You must take it to Solwezi, wherever it is that you're growing or making the product. We made it a lot easier because though we don't have our own trucks, we've got transportation systems that are attached to us. So you make a deal with them and then you take your products there. So logistics is also uh, an issue. Barcoding, most people now know what barcoding is. I don't know if you can pick it up, but if you see here, this is a Trade King's product. And on the product, you've got that, which is a barcode which reads this product. It's like a DNA of this bottle. There's no other bottle or other product like this in the world because this is checked. When you come to us, we check the barcode. We see that no one else has got this copyright in the entire world, so we check it first. So our San Shapo product, that cassava, no one else has got that San Shapo product in the entire world, so there'll be no issue of, uh, of um, plagiarism or copyright. So barcoding is important. And then marketing, which is difficult for most Zambians. When you come, you know, those leaflets that you see that you buy on the street, we pay for some of them, we don't pay for all of them. It's your product, you want to sell it. We don't necessarily want it. So we, we ask you, yeah, bring marketing. Wow, what marketing have you got? to advertise so that we help one another advertise the product. So what budget do you have now? A lot are small, so when they come, they don't have a marketing budget, so maybe we assist them with that. But we prefer that you have something of a marketing budget. And maybe the last two is payment terms. Our payment terms generally tend to be 30 days from statement. So you supply today, you only get paid 30 days later. Like she was talking about the one brother who's helping them with the fact that they don't turn around their money every day. They only get their money at the end of the month or middle of the month or whatever, so he's a bit lenient on his requiring them to pay him for his product. We require 30 days from the day you deliver. Now, for some people, we are on seven-day terms because they're very small businesses. Others, is 14-day terms. Most, it is 30-day terms that we require. The matter of uh, the second, uh, the last one, rather, is that if you come to me now, especially in the situation we are now, the first thing I'll ask you, is, is it local? Are you importing it? Because if you're importing it, we can do better than you, we're bigger than you. We'll get it from the guy at factory price. Why should we get it from you and you put a markup on it? So if you are importing it, what the buyers will do is they'll check where you're getting it. Then we'll talk to the guy that you, and we'll tell him our volumes. He'll kick you out of the situation, then you'll give us strength. So what I ask first of all is, is it local? If it is not local, are you adding value? So you are importing it, but you are adding some value. So maybe you are adding something like the packaging here in Zambia. Therefore, you're creating employment for the Zambians here. Therefore, in that sense, yes, 
it's not necessarily local, but you are adding value, so therefore we will pick you up and put you on our system. On the penalties issue, no, we don't do penalties, especially not for small players. The penalties that we do are on promotional lines for the massive players, the big players, trade kings and those sorts of guys. Why? Because we come to you and we say, trade kings, wherever you are, we guarantee that we are going to sell 80,000 cases of boom, for example, in 10 days for you. 80,000 cases. Can you give us that volume? You say, oh, yeah, yeah, we can give you 80,000 cases. So therefore, we put it on the leaflet. It tells the customer we've got the product. We can't have the customer now coming into the shop, and now you've run out of product. The customer is not going to say trade kings. The customer is going to say ShopRite is a lousy company. The next leaflet that comes, the customer says, you're joking, you probably don't have the product. So we say to you, 80,000 cases. We agree? Sign? Sign. Okay. If you fail 80,000 cases in those 10 days to deliver to us, yes, we give you a penalty because our name is on the line, our money is on the line. But we don't do that for small players, no, because you, you will go under. So we don't do penalties for small players. No. So I hope that helps. Thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, uh, just uh, building up on what has been shared so far, and uh, I, I love the fact that you echoed a very important point, uh, you, both you and Mrs. Kamboli echoed a, a very important point that was brought up yesterday uh, by Ambassador Kapumba, the importance of cooperatives, you know, as you say, aggregating and uh, being able to come together to, to supply a particular product. So one of the questions that's coming in is to do with, uh, you, you said, I think the most common type of suppliers you have coming to you are farmers, so people dealing with farm produce. And Mrs. Kamboli is also working with farmers as well that supply uh, her organization with farm produce. So um, the question coming in is something that borders around uh, the, the issue of ethics. Uh, since as an organization, Mrs. Kamboli, you have what you call an outsourcer or somebody that goes out into the, the fields to gather these products and buy from the farmers, uh, and seeing that you are, you are trying as a business to maximize profitability, do you find yourselves in situations where you're offering below average prices to these farmers so that you in the process gain uh, much more profits from, from, from your, your dealings? Same with ShopRite, someone is asking, do you dictate the prices at which you buy products from the suppliers? So it, it's, it's an issue of pricing. Who's dictating the pricing? What is the market pricing? Are you offering below average pricing if you are the people responsible for, uh, for, for that? And uh, how do you deal with that from an ethical point of view? Yeah. So I'll start with Mrs. Gambole, uh, then come to Mr. Porter later on. Um, uh, as, uh, as Mr. Porter mentioned, there are now about five um, five or so, you know, suppliers of uh, cassava meal in ShopRite. So those people are also buying cassava from the farmers. And then there are also other people that are buying cassava doing, you know, uh, you know who are not in ShopRite, you know, but, but they are everywhere else. So the, 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 the way the market is, you know, out there is we actually don't determine the price. It's the, the price is also is largely determined by the, uh, the by the owner of the of the product you offer you you, um, you offer you offer too low a price they are going to sell to the highest bidder 
you know, they are, they are, they are selling to the highest bidder. So it's, um, it's really not as easy as we, you know, I mean, now uh, uh, cassava, uh, cassava meal has been so much uh, popularized, you know, that, uh, you know, we, we are getting a lot of players, you know, in the, in, in, in the business uh, uh, such that if you want to be, you know, too low, you are not going to buy from, from anybody because they will buy, you know, they will sell uh, to, 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 to other people. Uh, uh, that's one. And I think the other also, we are really looking at ourselves as a, as a Christian organization and as, a, as, a, as, as also an organization that is out there, you know, to, we, we, we are claiming, so to say, that we want to help poor communities. We want to improve incomes for, uh, uh, for, 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 for smallholder farmers, for savings group members, you know, and, uh, and so on. Um, I, I, I think we, we will be hitting ourselves in the foot, you know, if, if, if you go out in the community and ask those farmers or ask those players, you know, how are you, how are you working with PLEP? What kind of pricing are they offering? And, and things like that. As a, also, you know, as a, as a manufacturer, uh, you don't make too much profit, you know, and unfortunately as a, as a, as a manufacturer, your costs are, are, are quite high. I mean, look at all those things that I tabulated there, you know, that you need to, to, to put in place. All those are costs, you know, which you have to factor in. And then at, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's you are, you are a business, you know, profit-making business is about profit. It's not, you know, um, uh, it's not like the non-profit side, you know, on the way we work. Uh, uh, so you have to think about profits on, on how to make the, but then uh, 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 you also are operating in an environment which you are not in control, you know, uh, so to say, solely in control. Yeah, if I can most up what she's saying, the, so the, the, food, the food game is a volume game. You don't make money on Sorry, the price. It's a volume game, not the price. It's, not a, it's a volume game. But I would say that it's also a price game because, you know, people must afford it. The non-food game is a different game. So I'll put it this way. If you're selling Ferraris, you don't sell 20 Ferraris in one day. It's an expensive machine. You sell probably one Ferrari in four months or something. So if you sell that Ferrari, that one, that should cover for all your overheads, all your salaries, all your things for that next four months. It's a very simple example. Not necessarily exactly true. It's a very simple example. So you sell one Ferrari per month. But if you're selling bread, you can't buy bread at two kwacha and then sell it at 17 kwacha. That's what you do. You buy bread at two kwacha, you sell it at two kwacha, five in way. So you just make the five in way. But you sell 10,000 loaves of bread. So that 10,000 loaves of bread times the five in way, that's what you make your money on. And in that five in way, you've got to now pay salaries, you've got to pay electricity, you've got to pay the rentals that she was talking about, you must pay logistics for your truck, you must pay uh, your overhead in that five in way for that bread. And not just the bread, but everything else that you sell, of course. Okay? 
But just the example there. So in terms of the, 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 the food, if, like she says, they, they, for us, there's five or six other competitors, if you want to call them that. I don't really think so. I think there's only just two for us. The others are very small, but they are competitors anyway. They do sell some bread. But if you are selling your bread, we are selling our bread now at 879, our 700 uh, gram bread, both are white and brown, uh, brown bread. We are the cheapest, 879. Our competitors, our major competitors are two. They're selling at 8, 899, and the other one is selling, I think, at 1099. Well, where is the person that normally buys bread, at least a majority of Zamans buy bread, going to go? It's where it says 849. Why? Because it is cheap and they need the bread for every day and they don't have a lot of money now to expend disposable income. So they'll come to us. But what do we do with that 849? How do we get to that 849? Do we then say, that's why you're selling it to us? No, if you don't yet. So we say to you, this is the market price. This is what it's going to sell at. We can only buy that this much because our margins are this small and this is what we're going to do. If you can't give it us at that, then it's very difficult for us to make that money. You are free to take it to the rest of the market. It is up to you. So if you want to call that dictating, then maybe it is. But it's because that's what the market is at. That's where the market is. You can't sell bread at 14 quarters unless it's a world-class bread. Perhaps like rye, rye bread. But those are for those with money. The ordinary 700 gram white or brown bread is 849, 899, 9 kwacha. I'm just giving you an example. The pricing is around the 850 to the to the to the 11 kwacha pricing mark. If you are in that range, then you are fine. You are good to go. We don't detect price. And by the way, the competition commission, you can report us to the competition commission if you think we are making uh, absorb, uh, absorbitant uh, 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 profits or margins. If you say, oh, I sold them my bread at, at five kwacha, now they're selling at 20 kwacha. If you report that to the competition commission, they will investigate to see if it is uh, uh, exorbitant pricing. And if it's exorbitant pricing, they will call the organization in to investigate how do you do your pricing and see that you're not, you're not making pricing that doesn't make you know, the normal market sense. So you can, there is a danger of doing that. They will rarely investigate uh, cooking pot, for example, or a microwave. They already do that, because how many people buy that microwave? But for food prices, for easy product prices, water, beans, drinks, whatever, you can report and say, these guys are making margins that don't make market sense. And when they do the investigation, they see what is the market price? What is the ordinary normal price for that product? And why are you therefore spiking at this? You're just trying to make profit off people. And then they take you in for questioning. You know, so you can do that. So it's a, it's a balancing game. But the principle is that the food game is a volume game as opposed to making high margins on it. The non-food game, that's where you do make high volumes, 30%, 35%, even 40%, depending on what that type of product is. Uh, that's where you make your high, high, high profits. You don't sell many, therefore you try and up the price. The food, you sell plenty. Therefore, I mean, we sell something like 250,000, 250,000 loaves a for us. Um, now, if you do that and you're making one way, one way, one way, one way, one way, one way, well, eventually you balance up. Eh? Eventually you balance up. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, as we're coming to the end of our, our session, just uh, 
a few more questions or the last two questions I can say directed to both our speakers. Yeah, if uh, you, as you get to there, yes. there was one item, and I think it was publicized, and it was, yes, Prisper is doing well, how business is going to grow, hopefully will grow and some will grow, but there is the truth that a lot have shut down. In fact, the percentages are that 80% of businesses that start small businesses actually shut down. Only 20% actually make it. So there is the off chance, in fact, it's not even an off chance that you will shut your business down. Now we had the question, if you are, what are the signs that you should in fact shut your business down? When are you actually being a fool, let's call it that, by continuing to run your business? And I'd invited a brother here, he's a financial expert, he's far better than me on this. Uh, brother Nyasul Victor is on the forum. I think he's ready to speak whenever you're ready. Just what are the signs that you should be thinking about shutting your business? What are those signs? Because it is important. And I know some on this forum, have, I've shut the business myself. To this personal business. What are the signs? So Victor Nyasulu is here to at your call. Okay, thank you very much. So uh, it's good to have you, Mr. Nyasulu. So I'll ask just one question to Mrs. Kambole, then after which you can come, you can, you can come in and uh, just uh, give us a few, few important points around the question that's been raised. So, uh, Mrs. Kambole, it's uh, well, the, the common understanding is that once you start a project, later on the project should sort of work for you, then you work for it. And um, that's commonly referred to as maybe compensation, remunerations, etc., etc. Et uh, you've mentioned that you're not getting paid from the work that you're doing currently with Playup. And, uh, and so many people have been asking in, in the chat to say, uh, how, how are you coping with that? Uh, since, since you're not getting paid now, uh, one, one, one of the uh, attendees is asking, are you not just postponing liability? Um, what, what, what's the plan? Will that be, will you wait on for that? How, how does that work? And uh, what, what would be your advice to small businesses uh, with respect to the strategy you've taken in setting aside? Hello. Uh, hello. Um, yeah, well, let me correct. It's, it's not that I'm not getting paid from, it's from the business, from the Sanshako business. Okay. Yeah, let me just correct that. It's from the Sanshako business. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's well, I, I think uh, I would be happy for Ms., uh, uh, Mr. Nyasulu to also probably advise me on what uh, you know on what we we do because uh, uh, for for us I mean for, for for me it's about you know how do you take money from a business that does not have money <laughs> you know I mean the business doesn't have money at the moment you know and and you want to give it a room you want to give it space for the business to grow. Uh, so how how do you take money out of, of, of that business? So maybe he can help uh, uh, us as Plepo. Now we can address that because at the moment we are looking at it and say, look, let's leave, let's give room for this business uh, to to grow. So we are going to make uh, sacrifices where we can, and um, I think we also, I mean, many people do this kind of thing where you are probably you know you start a business from home. You are using your freezer, you are using your car to, you know, 
you are using your car to 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 drive around which your your husband or or, or your job is uh, is putting the fuel in the car for you to be able to to move around you are you are buying your talk time to talk to business uh you know uh, to be to, to 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 probable customers and so on from money that has not come from the business so should we should should we uh you know, uh, should we say that when we start a small business, whatever our expenses are, must come from the business? Or, uh, you know, can we make sacrifices uh, where we can and and look for alternative ways of pushing the business to, you know, to give it room to breathe and to grow? And and, and where, you know, where where do you... uh, uh, where, where do you, where, where does that end? Maybe our brother can, can help, I think, to answer that. Okay, thank you for that clarification. I'll just echo that. Uh, it's from the Sanchako business that she was making that reference and not from Playa's organization, as, uh, as, as stated in one of the questions. So thank you for that clarification. <coughs> so Mr. Nyasulu, uh, the floor is yours. Hello, uh, um, good, good, uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you very much. I- I'm just not sure whether you can get me uh, okay. Is there noise? It's fine? Am I okay? Yes, you There's noise, there's feedback. Uh, okay, brilliant. Uh, yeah, so this is a this is a brilliant opportunity. Thanks to the elders at uh, KBC, uh, we need to be to be thinking about uh, about how we do business as uh, children of God, seeking to bring glory to Him. Thank you, uh, Sister Priska, for for that presentation, and thanks, Abota, uh, uh, for for that. Let me just start with, uh, should we be getting money? Uh, Meanwhile, the business is not yet there. Uh, It's very interesting that just this morning, I was consulting, a client was consulting with me and was complaining that uh, because of not being paid on time, uh, the husband who is also a director in the business, which has just started, is uh, not going to get salary today again. And uh, I was making the point that uh, it's very important that he gets the salary uh, as well. Now, I also have been, and in some cases, I, I am in that situation uh, running a small accounting firm whereby I have a salary amount, uh, but the business just can't afford from a liquidity point of view in terms of cash flow. So in that, uh, in that case, uh, it is a good idea from a management accounting point of view to book the bill in your books, uh, but, uh, but you don't draw it because you are waiting uh, for either money to be paid or you are going to get paid later. But if you do that, if you're on the payroll, you still have to pay, pay as you earn. Uh, and so for small companies, you want to keep your costs low 
you can just make sure that your salary is not more than 3,300. And for 2021, uh, just make sure that your salary is not more than um, uh, 4,000. Now, obviously, the, the, the issue is that if you're spending so much time there, uh, there there's a concept in uh, accounting that, that, say, that says that you should treat the business as a, as a separate entity from yourself. Otherwise, you, you, will be, you will be lying to yourself that the business is growing when it is not, because it is not taking in all the costs related to the business. You're not matching the costs that are helping you to bring in the revenues. Now, if we are very strict about that, it means that we will never be able to actually uh, uh, do any business at all. So the practical thing therefore comes, you, 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 you are putting in sweat capital and postpone the cash flow impact, but you must charge the, the salary to the, to the business. So that, I hope that, that helps. Uh, obviously it requires a lot, a lot more time to, 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 to explain. And uh, outside of this conversation, we could, have, uh, we could have more time. That leads me naturally to when must you close down? When we start business, uh, by definition, we want to profit from it. And so I, uh, that's why I did ask to say, that there, there was that question around uh, a comment on your bookkeeping and financial reporting. Those things are very important because on a regular basis, you need to be looking at one, the assets and liabilities. What does the business own and what does the business owe and what, what, have, what capital has been put in there and what capital is required on a regular basis. Usually, uh, management must look at this monthly or quarterly, but definitely yearly to examine. Secondly, you must look at uh, how the business is performing. And uh, most importantly, whether you have enough cash to actually keep going. You can, you can go for a long time without making profit, but uh, you can never go anywhere without cash. So if, so during the time that you're not making enough, you, you don't have enough cash to, 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 pros, to proceed, that is where the whole issue of uh, what uh, Sister Cambodia has been doing, of giving confidence to, to donors or in a, in a, in a for-profit, giving confidence to investors so that they can give you more money to do uh, your, your, your projects if they believe in it. That's apart from your own savings or family and friends if uh, they, they think it's a worthwhile, worthwhile project. So let us, let's suppose that uh, you, you actually manage to have cash enough to carry on uh, year in and year out. You must do a year in and year out review of the things I've talked about. The balance sheet, which is assets and liabilities, the, the cash, the performance, and also the, the cash flows. 
And if you, among other factors, of course, if you are continuously failing to constantly above your profit, ab above your revenues, the money that is coming in, uh, then you may need to think. And especially, especially now, when we talk about COVID-19 and what it has done, we're basically that uh, it's got new losers and winners. So it is time to look at your business model. How does this business make money? With COVID-19, with COVID-19, some businesses, some business models may never recover, okay? Some business models will recover, but uh, they may not uh, be delivered the same way that uh, it was before COVID. And so you need to sit down. How does this new environment therefore, post COVID, impact on your business? That then depends on, um, on, your, on your strategic plan and your vision and mission and whether you can, uh, people are willing to support you another year, two years, or three years. And if that is not the case, uh, you may need uh, to, to think about uh, shutting down. Uh, it's, a, it's, a whole, it's a whole big uh, story about how you do that uh, from, an, from a legal point of view, from, a, from, a, from an economic point of view, uh, with PACRA and ZRA, but we don't have enough time to, to do that. If I, if I can stop there to just check whether I have made sense, uh, I would. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe as, as we, we are about to give uh, concluding statements as, the speakers, as, as each speaker gives their closing remarks, uh, just uh, Mr. Nyasulu, uh, in line with, uh, you've tackled the question of closing down and what are the signs and how you react. And of course, you've gone ahead to share with us certain legal procedures that we need to consider as we do that. Uh, any comments on, uh, I think the, the, the industry term is pivoting or changing strategic focus instead of closing completely, as you see those signs sort of loom close to you. I mean, when you think about uh, COVID-19, and just let's just imagine, you there were people who had just, you know, in January there were people who had just completed uh, offices, okay, which they were earmarking uh, for, uh, for 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 companies that are involved in the city jobs like accountants and lawyers. Uh, and then COVID struck, uh, it, it, it does mean that uh, there, are some, there are some of these small businesses who do those things which can be delivered from home that may never need the rental, uh, the rental burden. So that is why I was saying, because some models 
may recover, but will not recover the same way they were uh, pre-COVID. Uh, as a small, if you are a small real estate uh, business, you may do some pivoting. You may need to think again about uh, how much of your capital will go into uh, building office spaces for professional services and how much will go into building small flats, more flats or houses because houses suddenly became more, uh, more in demand uh, during COVID at peak. Uh, yes, there is room for that. Uh, so that is why also there's a quick question I raised to say, so how, it's, it's a very good thing to have a target on how long you intend not to get the cash out of the business. You have to have a number. Uh, it can't be forever. You know, you talk two years, three years, if you are able to have financial support to carry you through until the business is able to turn around. But if the business continuously, it, it depends on what you're doing. I mean, I, I have been in uh, the airline business. Uh, if you are starting a new, a new route, uh, you, can, you can expect uh, not to make profit for, they say airline business is for the very, very rich who do it for fun rather than for, <laughs> for making profit. So, so that's the thing. Yes, there is a place for pivoting, but that's why you must consider your business model uh, pre-COVID, post-COVID, and also consider what your values are. What is, what, what is your ethos? What is your mission and what is your vision? Uh, I'll, I'll stop there. I think if I can um, spin off Victor, it's, it's an important point because many of us are going through that with our SMEs, MSMEs, small businesses. We're going through this phase where we're wondering, should we close? What can we do not to close? And Victor has given, um, Sansula has given uh, very, very good pointers. There. I want to expand on them because of time, but just some pointers to think before you, in fact, close the business. What can you do to pivot? What can you do to change? What can you do to survive the difficult times so that, you know, when the economy turns again, you can be up. So I won't go through explaining it, but first of all, eliminate extravagant costs. Going for coffee on the company account. Now, maybe not DSTV, perhaps think of Netflix 200 kwacha instead of 900 and something kwacha. Change the bouquet. They eliminate extravagant costs. Think about that, that's number one. Number two, lower your, 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 your overhead costs. Um, think about how you can reduce those overheads. Scale back on your marketing budget, for example. Many of us, even in the corporate world, have now had to rethink, should we use TV, should we use radio, should we use newspapers, should we use just a, a social media, what should we, what is cheaper to do? Scale back on that. Whereas before, we used to do maybe 800,000 leaflets when we're doing a, a campaign, now we do 500,000 leaflets because it will still reach the customers. So think about lower overhead costs. Cut wages at the top. Think about that. Uh, instead of your executive directors getting or the managers getting X amount of money, come down to a little bit less so that you're tied over until you're back on the economic terms and then you're back again. It's better that you're tied over rather than that you close. Uh, enforce annual leave. Annual leave pay is, is, is a statutory thing. And if you're a Christian like Victor and Prisca are saying there, you're a Christian, you must consider these things. 
You must give annual leave. It's two days minimum, I think, per month. And if you can, maybe a lot, a lot more than two days. But minimum is two days a month. Well, enforce annual leave. Let the people go on annual leave so that you don't have it on your books and you're not providing for it. And explain to them, it's tough times. Take your leave so that we're not providing for it. And then the cost structure is not as big because now, instead of 300 annual leave days that we owe you at some stage to pay you, now you've taken the, your leave, you only have 30 or less days. A lot of companies are doing that. Consider temporary layoffs. Not permanent, temporary. Just discuss with your workers. For the next three months, let's not have you on our books. Well, three months later, we come back and we sign a new contract and you are the first. Many of us have done that with our mates and our garden boys. I ask for employees to take a voluntary separation. Instead of me now laying you off and therefore I'm paying all the statutory issues, perhaps think about you are the one that is asking me for voluntary separation so that you can go with dignity. Negotiate, I think, like Priska said, longer payment terms. Uh, instead of, uh, you know, uh, I must now pay you every seven days from your products, like she's done with that brother. I can't pay you every seven days, but I can pay you every 15 days or maybe every 30 days. At least you are getting your money. Similarly, negotiate rentals like we did in this COVID times, most of us, we went to our landlords and said, instead of me leaving your mall, let me pay less so that you are still getting some money. If I leave, you won't even get an anchor tenant. So the landlord says, yeah, that makes good sense. So we cut down the rentals a bit so that we can tie it over the times and then we come back. And maybe one or two more, offer discounts to customers who prepay. So if you are buying 10 cases of water from me at Forte but you pay afterwards. Now, if you prepay, pay the 40 kwacha in advance for the 40 cases. Well, I won't give you a 40 kwacha, I'll give you at 38. So you're saving two kwacha, but I'm getting 38, like Victor says, to run my business, the turnover is still coming in, even if I'm not necessarily making the profit now. But I tied over until the next three months, four months, a year, COVID is done, we go back to 40 and maybe 50 kwacha. And the last one maybe is a bit difficult, but it's called invoice, invoice financing. Um, I go to, I got an invoice. ShopRite is going to pay me 10,000 kwacha in 30 days' time. Here's my invoice, it's correct. But I can't wait for the 10,000 kwacha in 30 days' time. So I come to you as an invoice financer and I give you my invoice. So you pay me the money and you hold on to the invoice and you get your money from ShopRite and not me. But you give me my 10,000 so I can now turn over my business. It's not very well known yet, but it's something to think about. I've got an invoice, but it's only coming in in 30 days' time. Can you get it for a fee? So you take maybe 2% of that invoice, but then I get some of the money. You get the money in 30 days time. You are okay, you can wait. Think about that. So there are things to think before you in fact close the business. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. And, and the last question can be taken, it's directed Mr. Nyasulu, uh, a little on the positive note. What, what, at what point can someone sell the business because it has overgrown their ability to manage? So we. We've talked about closing out, but what if we go to the other end of the spectrum? Uh, at what point? Yeah, I, th I think that uh, if, you, if you do remember what was being said yesterday, uh, a very successful business, uh, can, can, you can have an exit, what we call an exit strategy, and that is take it to, to the public. Uh, by doing what we call an initial public offering. So you do decide that uh, a certain portion of your shares 
uh, can be traded publicly. So at which point do you do, you do that? Uh, well, when the business actually, as you've said, if it is a successful business and it's been running, usually the, the period is three years. So your business has been running uh, very well for, for three years. And what happens is that when a business grows, especially in uh, personal, personal services, like uh, accounting and, and, and things like that, when you reach a certain level, you may not be able to do what you used to do. You may not give, for example, as a managing partner, you may not give personal attention to your clients, which they, they may want. So you may want uh, out because you, you are tired and you're, you've made a lot of money. Uh, you, you can sell it privately. Um, and uh, if it's doing well, there may be a lot more suitors wanting to take over, or you can sell it publicly. Uh, through an initial public offering uh, via the Lusaka Securities Exchange, or there's an alternative market which has uh, got smaller requirements, the alternative uh, investment market. Uh, that, that's what I would say. I, I'm happy, Mr. Botta, you have uh, given a practical a rundown of what you actually did uh, 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 as running uh, ShopRite and others uh, in outlining some of the technical issues that uh, that you could do, uh, but but that is the outworking. You can only do that if you have proper records. Uh, you have an. <clears throat> okay, it seems like we've lost Mr. Nyasulu. Okay, so thank you. Uh, if you're able to hear us, we just want to say thank you for joining us, for zooming in and uh, sharing your uh, a few pointers uh, for the questions that were asked. So thank you very much for that. Uh, unfortunately, we we we. We, we're, we've run out of time. And so what I will do is I will immediately ask our, our guest speaker and panelists to just give in, in under two minutes the closing remarks uh, to everybody, after which we, we will come to, to the end of our, our session today. So I'll start with uh, Mrs. Kambole. Can you start with me because she's the she's owner. The owner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with Mr. Porter, then we'll have Mrs. Kambole close she's for us. She's the honored one. Um, thank you for having me on the, on the, I almost said the show, but it is a show. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for having me. But in my closing statement, last night, something was said by Jack and Mr. Kapumpa that, uh, that must not be missed, the issue of aggregation in our Zambian context and where everybody now is trying to do a business or uh, in their retirement days wants to do a farm or whatever the case may be. Aggregation, coming together to form cooperatives is the word, or outdoor schemes, or basically putting our resources together so that we can supply the likes of ShopRite, let's go, or Zambi, or the mines, or whoever that is big, right? Now, we mustn't lose sight and focus on that. And I saw that somebody on the chat said the same thing. There are issues of trust, yes. There are issues about difficulties to run and so on, yes. But if you come to a big player and you're just alone and you've got 10, 10 um, 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 uh, crates of tomato, 
they are likely to get it off you at a very small, low price. You can't even negotiate. You, there's nothing you can say. If you come to a big player and you've got 50,000 crates of tomato, that's a different story. You've got negotiating power. You've got logistical power. You've got a togetherness that will help you into a better space than if you are just an individual. So the cashew nuts that we get, for example, the water that we get, for example, the drinks that we get, for example, the, even the convenience foods that we now get in the bakery and delis, for example, quite a number are in fact coming together so that they pull their resources together so that they come and supply the likes of ourselves because of our condition. Let's think carefully about that as Christians. See how we can pull our farming resources together or whatever other business it is, even if it's technical business together, so that we then make it in the business space. If you are alone, you can only survive for a time. And when times like this come, you easily fall off because you are very small, you are very tiny, you don't have a buffer. That's the first thing. I mean, the second thing is this. It is possible to make it, and I'd like to encourage Mrs. Kamboli and her team, a shining example. I'll tell you why. We've got 700 suppliers on our books at ShopRite, 750 actually. 350 of those are in the space in which she is. Uh, 300 are in the uh, agricultural space that you spoke about. I did a check when I was coming to the meeting from top to bottom. Who is the biggest supplier, trading partner in terms of turnover volumes, and who is the lowest? Obviously, Trade King is the biggest <laughs> in terms of volumes. Uh, and them with their San Shaco are actually, would you believe, out of the 350, they are 247 in two years. In two years. So there are better than 100 people who were there before that they came onto the market. I mean, it is possible just in two years, but it's not two years because they came in the middle of 2019. Yeah. In that space of time with their cassava, they've managed with the little amounts of turnover that they do per month. Uh, uh, it's little in the, in the subjective term of shop, right? but it's a lot for them. They are number 247 on, our, on the mighty ShopRite grid, if you want to call it that. It is possible to make it. They've been adapting. They first came, they were not supplying. They were receiving handouts from us and others. Then they said, can we supply? They started supplying. They did five shops. They did nine shops. They're now at 15 shops. COVID has hit them, but they're still at 15 shops. She came to talk to me the other day about now putting on more range products so that they're much better. It is possible to make it. Thank you to her as an inspiration. It's possible out there, you don't have to give up. It is possible. But how is it possible to make it even better is this aggregation, aggregation. Not just in the agricultural space where Henry and his people are, but even in the space that um, uh, uh, the, the permanent secretary, by the way, Minister of Commerce is speaking to us about not just aggregating agricultural products, but aggregating even other products like electric bulbs and all sorts of things. In that space, can't we form an arrangement where there is aggregation even there? Let's not lose sight of what was said yesterday. We can make it, it is possible. And as I said, if you think you are small, there is play with a San Shaco. Number 247 on the grid of 350, 100 players were there before. They're already better than them in under uh, two years because of their tenacity and the way they've managed to make it. That's all I'll say. Thank you. Thank you very much. The keyword aggregation, I hope we remember that uh, for the rest of, 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 of our time in, in our business spaces. Mrs. Kambole, over to you for your closing remarks. 
Hello. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, thank you so much uh, for for this opportunity and for 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 the uh, discussion and the learning. I think that I've been able to get you know from Stabotan and Sanyasulu. Uh, I think in, in closing, I would also uh, just want to reiterate the aspect of, uh, um, you know, thinking long term. I think sometimes, you know, we, 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 we fail as, as, as local people because we, 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 we don't want to think together uh, because we are thinking of the short-term gratification, you know, after one year, after two years, I must, you know, I must get, you know, uh, you know, my cut, I must, um, I must get this. And then we don't, um, and, and we end up giving up. Uh, there was this American man I met who was doing business with his friend for 25 years. He said, I've been doing this with my friend for 25 years. That for me, you know, was very inspiring. And uh, I, uh, another thing I think that really bothers me is how we, we don't want to make effort to, to work on quality you know, quality product, offering a quality product so that it's sustainable, so that it's there on the market. It doesn't get swept away because it's of uh, a poor, you know, or poor, or poor quality and we are thinking short term. Uh, look at Kellogg's, look at all these products, you know, that, 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 that we see in our shops. They have maintained their quality and their presence, you know, on the market for years. I mean, wh what is it that we can be able to do you know, uh, how can we work at it, you know, as local people so that we can also build quality products that will stand, you know, the, the, the test of time. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm happy to say that, uh, well, happy and sad uh, to say that we've come to the end of our session today. But before we close on a lighter note, uh, Mrs. Kambole, just to help uh, the people listening in know you a bit better away from uh, the, the, the business uh, information that you've shared with us today, very valuable. I'll, I'll quickly ask you uh, a couple of this or that questions, quick questions, and your, your simple task is just to choose one of the two options I'll present you. I hope that's okay with you. Oh my God. <laughs> it's it's not, not no nothing to think about. It's easy. So we just know you better as a person away from the work you do. So uh, here we go. Just one of the two. So the first one: tea or coffee? Uh, tea. Cat or dog? None of the above. <laughs> Toyota or Isuzu? Wow, Toyota. Chicken or beef? Chicken. And the last and most important one, Chiwantu or Mungoyo? Chiwantu. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll just do the same before you leave us, Mr. Bota, equally. I think everybody wants to know you a little bit more than uh, beyond ShopRite. And so please uh, humor us with this one. So the first one, papaya or watermelon? Watermelon. Gecko or spider? Neither. <laughs> Mangoes or lemons? Mangoes. Kalindula or jazz? Jazz. Then the most important one, this one will probably cause a lot of controversy, but Grace Hymns or Grace Hymns Supplement? 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. So we have come officially to the end of our uh, Christian's Business Seminar. And in closing, I will ask uh, Mr. Bosa to close us in order of prayer. Let's pray. Dear God and Father in heaven, we are grateful that uh, you were with us in this session. And in the session of yesterday, we thank you, O oh Lord, particularly for our main presenter, Mrs. Kambole. We thank you for our brother, Victor, who came through with his financial expertise. Our Father, we're grateful that we were able to share some financial and business highlights. Our prayer, O oh God, and our desire is that this might lead on to fruit, fruitful action, spiritual fruitful action, so that in the world, as Priska was saying, we might be useful in terms of our Christian position in the communities that you put us. Whether we are in the small business space like she is, or we are in corporate entities like many of us are. Our Father, we ask and pray that you might help us to make a difference in this country in this area. It is a difficult area, but oh Lord, with these principles and biblical principles as well that we were given yesterday also, it is possible for us to have a witness that counts for you in this our country, Zambia, and beyond. So thank you for our time and for being with us here. Now, our Father, bless us as we go out to implement these things and to work through them. We want to pray for those many business owners, Christians especially, who are struggling in these times of our and trying to find a way to make it, O oh Lord, the glory of your name. Father, will you bless them? Will you guide them, O oh Lord? Will you be with them? We want to pray all these things, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wishing you a lovely weekend. Thank you.